life, sex, goals, and oh, hell knows, this is Midlife Craving. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Dating is bullshit. On my last episode, I spoiled a few things and I think I'm ready to share it all now, but oh God, I'm not going to lie. I'm dreading this. <laughs> you know, it's not even like my ass is looking for a relationship. I just want consistent cock. But crazily through this journey, I'm also learning that I want a little bit more than that as well. Oh God, I don't know what I want, which makes all of this even more confusing. Like, do any of us know what we want anyway? What the fuck? But I must say, for those of you out there looking for a relationship, you know, via apps, websites, etc., I pity the fool because it is wild out here. Let's kick this episode off with my five-minute orgasm. My five-minute orgasm is where I unload all of the recent shit in my life. And lately, I've just been working 24-7. Work, 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 work. God, I feel like that's what everyone's up to at this time of year. But damn, it's it's been very crazy. Um, running from work to work, back to work, you know, go to sleep, rinse, repeat, do it all again the next day. It's just crazy. Something I've realized too is maybe I need to tone myself down a little bit at work because yesterday something really wild happened and I got to share it. So I come in, it's the day after Thanksgiving, the office is empty and I was looking forward to like a really calm day to catch up. I found an anonymous letter on my desk and I was like, that's weird. (laughs) And I opened it up And it was like, Adrian, I hope this doesn't cross any boundaries with you, but I heard you talking a few weeks ago and it bothered me. I guess like a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about, I don't know, I always talk about this, like how I have a room reserved for me in hell, room 6969. It's obviously something I joke about, but they wanted me to know that Jesus still loves me. He will always love me. And I will always have a place in heaven if I choose to allow him in my heart. It was like a whole fucking paragraph. And I was like, and it even had like, a picture of like a scripture or something. I'm like, what the fuck? I just want to come here and go to work, you know? And man, listen, like I'm not knocking religion. It's just not something I push on people. And I don't want it pushed on me. As I was reading it, I was like, oh my God, if only they knew. (laughs) The other night I drilled a hole in my beer pong table and finally realized one of my biggest fantasies of all time. Yes, I got my fucking milking table. More on that later. Mm. But goddamn, I'm saying his name in vain. (laughs) I just, I just want to live my life right now. I don't need to think about Jesus. I know what my relationship is with him, and frankly, the only time I'm thinking of him right now is when I sound the occasional "Oh God" in the bedroom. Okay, moving on. But fucking strange, but weird. You know, the holidays are here and I got to be honest, I'm kind of just not in the mood. I usually travel at Christmas time, but the little debacle in the Bahamas set me back and I really just can't afford it this year. Last year, I took my girl to Disney and it's going to be tough to be, especially because we're stuck home this year. I just like to get away. That's my thing. I want to get away. And since I've been single, that's my thing that I do on the holidays and I've really enjoyed it. I don't wear myself out or stress myself out about buying gifts, wrapping them, etc. You know, I just we travel and we get out of dodge. It's I by the way, I highly recommend that. Thinking about the holiday coming up and stuff, I just want to take a minute to say, you know, I can't help but think of where I was last year at this time. My life was spiraling to say the least. Um and a year later, a whole year later now, uh I find myself really at peace. 
you know, the last year I made the difficult but right decision to get out of my last relationship. I cleaned up to allow only OQP, only quality people in my life. And that shit's hard, you know? I have finally fully accepted myself for who I am. I love me for me. I handle hardships and issues with grace now. I accept criticism for what it is, you know, consider the source. (laughs) And I take full accountability for all of my actions. I no longer allow anything or anyone that isn't serving me positively in my life. And I'm pretty goddamn proud of myself. I started the show almost a year ago, and it's just really incredible to see that growth, actually to feel the growth, you know, like it's just, it's amazing what I don't get worked up about anymore and the peace that I have. All right, enough of me sucking my own dick over here. Let's get this episode started. And I want to talk all about my most recent dating disasters. By the way, I just looked over at the time and that was literally five minutes. Like I nailed a five minute orgasm. Mm, That never happens. (laughs) So I've talked a little bit about my Tinder trial and that went like really well for me when I was looking for a date in Virginia Beach. I chose Tinder because of the location thing, like I can select where I was, but I knew vanilla apps, they just weren't for me. And so I tried Field and I joined a swinger website called Cassidy. My first date uh, actually wasn't really a date because I don't know. You could just tell that we were mainly friends, but I was like, fuck it, let's meet, whatever. So I meet up with him. And before he even gets there, he starts telling me about like all this drama with his ex and how she like showed up at his house or something that day. It was just, it was a lot. I was like, this is a bit much, you know? He gets there. We walk into the dive bar. I was excited to check it out. And his phone rings. And he's like, I got to take this call. I'm like, cool, bro. Look, I'm going in to get a beer. So I go in, whatever. I could tell right away, like, yes, we're just going to be friends, which is fine. But for the first 30 minutes, it was just all ex talk. And I'm like, all right, listen, we're cool. Like we're friends, but I am not a couples counselor. And frankly, like I've had enough drama with my ex and all that bullshit. I just wanted to like eat some wings, drink a beer and relax. You know, uh, it got better and it was fine, but I was just, you know, I don't know. I was just like, what am I doing? Like, what are you doing, Adrian? We went to leave and I told him I wanted to drive his new Tesla. I hadn't driven one yet and I wanted to check it out. And it was very fun driving that car. I appreciated him letting me, um, but you know, like pull up and I'm like, all right. And I get out, I give him a hug and I head to my car. All of a sudden I'm like getting in my car and I hear knock, knock, knock on my window. And I'm like, shit. And I'm like, oh, hey, like, did I forget something in your car? And he's like, no, come on. Like, I want to kiss you goodbye. And I'm like, fuck it. You know, like I had a few beers. He let me drive his Tesla and he was hot. Like he's definitely good looking. So I was like, fuck it. So we kissed and the kissing was actually really good. I even like got out of my car to like get a little closer. Uh, But that was all, you know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, hey, see you later. And I could tell he was like a little stunned. He's very hot. So I'm sure like girls rarely say no to him, but for it just wasn't there for me. You know, even with the great kissing, I'm like, no, we're good. See you later. Right. It's funny because <laughs> afterwards I went and crashed Uncle Mo's trivia night and he was making so much fun of me for putting myself out there. And I, the night just ended on a great note. Like we were all laughing at him. I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like whatever. One date down, not the end of the world. We texted a few times later that week about life, dating, kid shit, you know, like friend stuff. And a few days later, he was like, hey, do you want to get a drink? And I'm like, hey, listen, yeah, 
we're friends, you know, we're good. So I, so I respond to him and I said, I just want to be clear. Like, it's a friendly thing. I actually said it like really nice, but he responded to me and he was like, I just want to make it clear. I friend zoned you first. And I'm like, um, uh, not that it fucking matters at all. Like this is not a competition, but okay. Sure. Jan, (laughs) you know, like I'm not the one that knocked on your window, invited you back to my place. Again, this is not a competition, but it's like, let go of that ego a little bit. That's not an attractive trait to have. you know, actually, you know what? It probably has worked for him for a long time and time again, because us women, we love the challenge. We love the egos, the assholes, the chase of it all. But guess what? I am not most women anymore. And I definitely do not have any interest in that whatsoever. On to the next one. I met my second date. I named him Wall Street. I met him on field and we went to a really shitty dive bar (laughs) in Laurel. I mean, even for me, I was like, wow, but whatever. We made it fun. Wall Street was hot, tall, dark, handsome, beautiful blue eyes. And he had like a butt chin. Like, I love a good butt chin. <laughs> he smelled amazing. And I was totally attracted to him. But there's there's always a butt, right? <laughs> he was definitely incredibly more reserved than I was. An introvert for sure. I was thinking like, you know, I, me, Adrian, I like to live life on the edge. And Wall Street, he's like Middle Earth. <laughs> I'm not knocking him at all. I'm just saying we are so different. You know, like I'm rough around the edges and he just parked his car in the Harvard Yard. Okay. Like I'm like, I don't know. But we did have one thing in common and that was that he was filthy about the bedroom. And so, you know, I was like, okay, I can work with it. Also, we had phone sex the week before. I swear to God, I haven't done that shit since Pawn Star in the 90s. Oh my God. But I will tell you, like, I enjoyed myself doing that with him. So I was like, let's see, you know, but God, another, but the vibe, my gut check, something, something about him was just off. I actually asked him, I was like, are you married? Like, I just couldn't put my finger on him. We had a nice time, good conversation. Like it wasn't that it was just like, my intuition was screaming like something is off Adrian. Like, I don't know. And I kept trying to like push it down. I was like, no, like, you know, whatever. So we go back to his car and he has a beautiful new BMW. God, what what is up with me? Like checking out men's cars after dates, (laughs) whatever. But I used to have a BMW before I had my girl and I was like, I want to get in. And like, you know, I just, I just like BMWs. I like how heavy the doors are. I like all the little pretty dings it makes when you get in. And I don't know. I'm weird about that. So I was just like, hey, I want to check out your new car. Anyway, we start making out. And I'm like, God, fuck. I feel so bad. I just like our kissing was off a little bit. I don't know if we were just like we have different rhythms. Um, I'm more of like a slow, sensual kisser. He was more of like um, – hunt and pecker and jam his tongue down your throat, which is fine. Like that works for some people, but we were just definitely off. You know, I was, it got me thinking like, what makes a good kisser? Uh, I think it's just about like being on the same vibe, the same level, um, matching the same energy as the other person, because I've kissed guys sometimes fast and hard. And like I've kissed and that's been good. You know what I mean? I feel like a good kisser is one that can adapt to the way the other person kisses, if that makes sense. And me and him, we were just not on the same page, but I could, I could like, you know, we're like touching each other all over each other, kind of. And I could feel like his 
big cock through his pants. Like I was like, wow, that's huge. And he broke it out. And I'm like, well, I got to wrap my lips around that now. You know, like, why would I not? So I sucked it a few times. Um, you know, it was a little, you know, in the car, it was kind of difficult, but whatever. And he was like reaching around and he was fingering me a little bit. And he like licked his fingers before he did. And then like, I sucked his fingers. Like it was hot. There were some hot things going on. But again, something inside of me, like, was just screaming like, this isn't right. Get out. Like, I just, I can't fucking explain it. But everything, every fiber of my being was like, get out of this car. And so that's what I did. Uh, I got out, you know, it's so, oh my God, it's so funny. I just remember like crazily, it was another Wednesday night and I crashed Uncle Mo's trivia <laughs> afterward. <laughs> like That's my new thing. Like I crashed trivia and Uncle Mo makes fun of me for my dating disasters. It was funny because I remember walking up to the table and I was like, do I just look like I was sucking cock? Because I was, Like, <laughs> you know, it was this, uh, I don't know. It was, it was good. It was fun, but something was just off. You know what I mean? He wanted to hang out with me the next day, but I canceled. Like, I don't fucking know. I just couldn't do it. At this point in my little dating spree, I realized, like, I really don't know what I want. I know that I'm not ready for a relationship. I do know that. But I also don't want to fuck just anyone. Like, I could have fucked Wall Street easily, you know? I know that I'm just not 100% healed and ready for something serious, but I want to fucking get laid. Like, I need to find, like, that middle ground. And I don't even know what that is. Like, uh, it's really, it's, it's rough out here as it is. But the fact that I don't know what I want... It's, it makes things even harder. Oh, God. Ugh, this is like the place that I'm at right now. And I think a lot of people can relate to this. You know, I'm just out here in this fucking world, you know, floating around. Like, what the hell are we all doing? <laughs> By the way, yes, I, I have Baywatch and he's fucking amazing. But once a month, you know, it's just not enough. Anyway, so my third date. Again, another dive bar. Like, I definitely have a thing for them. I met this guy on field who I really hadn't talked too much, but I was like, fuck it, whatever. Also, it's funny, like at this point, I wasn't even caring anymore. I was actually in gym clothes and I was wearing a hat. Like, I don't know, man, I just was just like, I'm so over this shit. Like, fuck it. Let's meet. Whatever. And also, like, if you're going to be getting down with me, I'm going to be in my uniform, like my fucking gym clothes 90% of the time. Like, that's what I'm going to fucking look like anyway. So you might as well see what you're going to, you know, what you're going to get, you know. So one thing before we met that was a little odd is he called me and some other name came up and I was like, who's that? And he was like, oh, I'm still on my parents' cell phone plan. And I'm like, what? Like, you're 30. Like, what? Whatever. Uh, and then like when he got there, like he walked, I, I just, I could tell, like, and I think that he felt the same. Like it was just like, oh, this isn't going to go. And he was telling me about like his roommates and I, I don't know. I just felt like there should be a little bit more stability. Like, I guess I'm a fucking asshole or maybe I'm just old, but whatever. There wasn't any, anything chemistry wise there, but I had a few beers and I got out, you know? Oh, and then when the bill came, he didn't even offer to pay. I paid the $20 cheap beer tab, but I mean, it's not about, but it's just like, he should have at least offered. Like, I'm happy to pay the 20 bucks, but come on, man. I was like, okay, let's go. There was no trivia night to crash that night. I went home, took a shower, and I was like, you know what? That's it. I'm fucking done. Like, I can't do this anymore. I deleted field. I was like, fuck this. It's over. Like, organic or bust. Like, that's it. That's all. Thank you. Come again. Or not. <laughs> you know? I have Baywatch, 
absolutely zero complaints with him. You know, Adrian, stop being greedy and just live your damn life. It's curtains, curtains on me and dating, you know, like meeting people. And then an email pops up from my Cassidy account and boom, along comes Dr. B. His name is kind of an inside thing between us. I'm not going to explain it, but me and Dr. B, we hit it off conversation wise right away. Talking to him was so easy and it was actually like really nice and refreshing. Our conversation and phone calls were so easy. And, you know, I saw him, all of him, and I was pleased enough that (laughs) for our first date, I was like, fuck it, just come over. Like what kind of psychopath am I, (laughs) you know, but hey, I'm relieved to say it wasn't a disappointment. He came in and it was on no doubt right away amazing kissing, great physical chemistry, and we got it on. Also, I was so excited because I installed LED lighting behind my bed and the room was like glowing red. It was hot and it was such a mood changer. 10 out of 10, recommend doing that. You know, I'll link the ones that I bought on my website, midlifecraving.com. It's so easy. I think they were like 20 bucks. You just install them, plug them in, turn them on. It definitely like sets a mood. I like it for sure. All right, so let's talk about Dr. B. So to be honest, uh, we've fucked like, I don't know, five times in the last week. So it's kind of all blurring together. But here are some highlights. So the first fuck was really hot. Great, hardcore sex, you know, just the way I like it. Also, he has like some tricks up his sleeve, okay? Like he brought, it was like he had like this bag of tricks. I was like, what do you keep pulling out of that bag? Um, he uses a cock ring. And so, so and he uses it so that he'll go even longer. Like I appreciate him thinking of that. You know, I used a cock ring with Baywatch, but it vibrated. It had all the bells and whistles. And this was just like a simple ring. And I got to say, I'm all for it. In fact, I liked it so much that I went to adamandeve.com and I ordered their silicone three ring set. You should definitely check it out. I just, I feel like it did make a difference. And I don't know. I just, I liked it. It just made it harder, stronger, uh, felt, I mean, he has a, he's packing. So, but like, it just, I don't know. I I loved everything about it. And the fact that it makes them last longer. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Don't forget when you head over to adamandeve.com, use the code CRAVERS, C-R-A-V-E-R-S to get 50% off one of most of all of their website, three free gifts, access to six movies and free shipping. That's code CRAVERS, C-R-A-V-E-R-S on adamandeve.com. Highly recommend a cock ring. Like definitely try that out. He also told me about this injection he uses for long sessions. Now, okay, like my mind was fucking spinning. I'm like, injections? Like what? Like injections like in your cock? But he told me about them and they're actually for ED. He's like, I don't have it, but I got them just to say harder, longer. And he can even come and then keep going. I was so fucking intrigued. I'm like, oh my God. So men, if you're curious, it is called Trimix, Trimix Injections. And you use it, I get, you get like a vial, right? And then you get like needles. I know this all sounds like very barbaric, but he said it is completely painless. Um, he was like, it's so easy. So you get them and then like five to 15 minutes before you get it on, you inject it. And let me just tell you something. He was fucking rock solid hard. Like, I mean, at one point I remember I was like a bit shocked. Like I was like, what's, I don't know. I was like, is that like a deal? I was like, he was like, it's my cock. I'm like, oh my God. Like with the cock ring and the injection, it was like, 
I've never seen that before. I mean, it was just like so fucking rock solid hard. Like, I, oh my God. I was pleasantly surprised. Let me just tell you that. So he fucked me really good. I remember there was like three wet spots on the bed after. And I'm like, oh my God. But hey, I mean, it's a sign of a good time. I also had one of the most intense orgasms of my life with him. So he pulled me down to the edge of the bed, which is like one of my favorite things. And he was fucking me. I was so turned on by everything at that point. And my clit was throbbing. There's no doubt. So he was like rubbing on my clit just right. And I actually came pretty quickly. And it was so fucking hot too. Because he was like, I know you're close. Go ahead. Give it to me. He was like so vocal. And I love that, you know. I started coming and he immediately wraps his hands around my neck, like, like all like, uh, my air is cut off and he starts fucking nailing me. Like, I, oh my God, like, I didn't know whether to shit or go blind. I mean, I was like, it was so fucking intense. So mind blowing. I was like, holy fucking shit. I don't know if it was the lack of air or the inability to move or the deep fucking thrusting, but holy shit, I came so hard. Like I was absolutely blown away by that. Definitely want to do that again. We fucked a few times that night. And again, the next morning, I remember I like sucked his dick after dinner too. It was just, it was a really amazing fuck fest. Fuck fest is a great way to describe it. A lot going on. By the way, he loves my oral tip. Start with variety and with consistency. I think he absolutely loves my mouth hugs. (laughs) He told me several times. And oh, you know, another thing that he did in the morning. So, you know, like in the morning and you're fucking from the side or whatever. So I'm laying on the bed and he has one hand on my hip and he took the other one and like put it under my other hip. And he like lifted me off the bed sideways and was like grabbing both of my hips. And I was like a little bit off the bed and he starts fucking me like that from the side. I mean, it was hot. I just, I really liked his dedication to things and his attention to detail. Like I was like, fuck yeah. One thing that I really like about Dr. B is that he's very close. And because he's so close, I think he's like 10 miles away. Midweek, he was like, hey, what you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm getting ready to go to the gym. And he was running out to get dinner. So he came by for a quickie. And (laughs) I got to say, it was delicious. I was like, how do you want me? And he was like bent over the couch waiting. So I was like, you know, the good girl that I am. Uh, And he slid right in and fucked me hard. Like even like bending over that couch, the anticipation of knowing that he's like on his way and he's going to fuck me. Like I was all worked up. Like I was wet, ready to go. And bending over the couch, like one of the things I liked is my legs were closed. And so it was like some deep like with his thick cock, like it was some good hard fucking. And it was so hot because I went to the gym all flushed and still really wet. And it's also like, I like knowing like, mm, I just got fucked. And here I am, everyone. You know what I mean? It's like my little secret, like our little secret. Like I just, I fucking love that. There's just something about a hit and run. I'm into it. We also hung out the other night and some mother fucking magic happened. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Boys and girls, I knocked something big off of my fantasy list. I have finally milked a man. That's fucking right. We made a milking table. I had my fantasy come true. And let me just tell you, it was so fucking hot. So it's funny. So he comes over. He has this like big drill in his hand. And I'm like, 
oh my God, like we're, we're serious here. Like he was like, fuck yeah, we're doing this. And so I went and got my beer pong table. <laughs> oh my God. And it was funny. We were both just like, it was like, we were so excited. We were like rushing around. We're like, let's put the table in here. And then I was like, we can cut it outside or whatever. And, uh, it was, fun. I think he was, he was like, oh, our first DIY. And I was like, this is a great fucking DIY to, to do if you ask me, but he cut the hole in the table. It was like super easy. I like had all these ideas. My imagination was fucking running wild. And I had like this grout sponge. <laughs> so, like, oh my God. <laughs> so makeshift, I cut the sponge up and I put it around the edge of the table just to like make sure there's no rough edges. And it was so funny because like he's ripping tape. I'm feverishly putting it on. Like we were both so fucking excited about it. It was so much fun. So, okay. Imagine my beer pong table. And then one of the things we read online was that you want, the t- you want the hole to like not be in the center, but to the side. Cause like it, that way it doesn't like affect the integrity of the table, which is a big fucking deal because my ass is underneath of it. So we did that. We cut the hole and then I like placed the sponge around it. So it was like nice and soft. And then we duct taped, um, like all the way around and, you know, make sure it was all down. And it actually looked really good. I had a couple pillows and like this comfortable blanket and he got up there. He was like, I'm good. (laughs) So, I mean, the whole thing was hot, you know, like I could see him above me. I can see like his cock, like dangling in front of the hole. And then it like, it like drops down, uh, just like waiting for me. I don't know. This is why I wanted to do this so bad because it was, it was so fucking hot. And I will tell you, like I learned a few things. I felt super comfortable down there, but the table is definitely a little low. So it's weird. I'm like crouched down down there, but I want to keep like lifting myself up to suck his dick. So it was a little awkward at times, but I made it happen. And I will tell you this, it definitely is some ab work. Um, it's a lot of like boat pose, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and so my like lower abs were burning, but Hey, small price. I got to pay. It was also hot because since he was on the side of the table, he could like look down and see me sucking his dick. It was, it was a lot going on. Um, and he said it was one of the most amazing blowjobs he's ever gotten. He was like, you know, Adrian, like when I get my dick sucked, I'm either standing up or laying down, or if you're doing it like my girl Michelle does, you're laying laying sideways. But this was like, you're literally letting gravity work for you. And like you have, you're just completely relaxed and just like dropping your dick into my mouth. Um, he said it was incredible. I'm, I bet that it was. <laughs> and it's funny, I shared about this on my Instagram page, you know, because I was so excited that I knocked this off my list. And people were like, pics or it didn't happen. And I'm gonna let you know, we actually took video and it is hot as fuck. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's funny. Like I sent it to him earlier today and we were just like talking about it and stuff. And I'm like, I'm already worked up even just watching it. It was so fucking hot. I plan to make many more memories with that table. It's so funny too, because I'm having a party in two weeks. (laughs) You better believe my ass is setting it up in the garage. (laughs) My friends are going to be like, what the fuck? Like, part of me feels like I should record the reactions. They're like, what's that hole? Oh, <laughs> my God. Hey, it's multi-purpose, multi-purpose table we have there. <laughs> All right. So let me sum things up a little bit right now. Baywatch and I talked this week and he'll be back stateside soon. 
I am excited to see him. You know, with Baywatch, he feels like home for me. Um, and he's a lot of comfort. I don't know. It's just everything's just so fucking easy and fun and great when I'm with him. He's just so laid back and so fun to be with. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. Things with Dr. B, you know, we'll see. He's fun and he's local and absolutely, positively, zero complaints there. But I don't know. Like, I guess we got to figure out like what we're doing. I'm not sure if we should be friends with benefits or what's going on. I guess that's kind of like a conversation like I need to have with him. Um, but, you know, like after you fuck someone and spend time with them and you're both not in a place for a relationship, it's a little bit like, uh, what are we doing kind of thing. I guess just fuck it, literally, you know, like that's what one of the best parts is. I guess neither of us have to define anything. Not everything needs a definition. It's okay to just not try and control everything. It's something I'm actually like really bad at. Um, I know Dr. B is listening to this too, so I don't know. You tell me what you think. I'm sure we're on the same page when it comes to this. I'm in such a transitional place right now, and this is just not something I'm used to. I've always been in relationships. It's a absolute like fish out of water feeling for sure. But you know, that's okay. I can adapt and I'm having a hell of a lot of fun right now. Let me just tell you that. I do think though, deep down, I eventually, I want it all with someone. I want that elusive connection, the strong foundation. Implicit trust, and dare I say it, love with someone. <laughs> Ugh, that word. It tastes like vinegar. <laughs> but I think I also want them to be open to non-monogamy, you know, open to exploring and playing and trying new things. I guess I'm looking for a needle in a haystack, and I know that, but I guess it's good that I at least I can admit that, and I'm starting to see a little bit more of what I want. Right now, I'm just going with what feels good. I'm letting it rip. Whatever happens, fucking happens. This is the time of my life right now, you know, and I plan to take full advantage of it, baby. All of this talk of dating actually reminds me, I want to coin something. So I'm going to give you like a little bit of my project that I'm working on. It's a simple way to vet your dates. It's a pre-screen process, if you will, a questionnaire. And I'm working on the following questions. I'm going to add more. Maybe you guys can reach out to me and let me know if you have any or you have any suggestions. I'm sure you do. So the first question is, is there someone out there who thinks they're in a relationship with you? Of any kind. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think that's just like a question that you need to ask them. You know, like you might not think it's a relationship, but is there someone out there who thinks that it is? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Number two, I want to know, you know, do you live alone? Do you have roommates? Do you own your own home? I don't know. I just, I want, I'm looking for someone and that's fine if someone does, but I'm looking for someone a little bit more stable than that. A little bit. Um, They got like roots in the ground. You know what I mean? Uh, that's just something that's important to me, I feel like. So number, and also, you know what I was just thinking? Like if they have roommates and shit, like, are you going to be fucking at my house all the time? Like what, you know, you got to figure the logistics of it all out. Number three, would you let me in your house right now? Or do you need to tidy up? (laughs) This is a big one for me because something I will never tolerate or deal with again is a man child. Like clean your shit up, have your shit together. Um, I remember like if I, if I'm going on a date and I have to tiptoe and hover to use your bathroom, yeah, that's a no, like, oh, so 
being clean, having your shit together, a little bit organized to say the least, uh, I'm looking for that. So number four, what's your situation with your ex? This is a big one. Obviously, if you have children, um, you're going to be in touch with your ex. And I think it's amazing when someone has a great relationship with the parent of their child. I think that co-parenting situations like that, I actually envy them. So, and I encourage it. Like, I think that's great. But I really feel like if you do not share children together, you really should not have any communication with your ex. Maybe years later, sure, whatever. I think maybe you can be friends. But really, uh, I feel like all ties need to be cut. And every situation is different. Like you could still have a relationship with your ex and maybe that works for you. Or you might have, you know, properties together that you're settling or whatever. Like I know there's so many different scenarios, but I do feel like all communication, all of that should be cut off with your ex. Um, especially cause I don't know. I just, it just makes me nervous for drama and I don't have time for that. So I'd like to know like, what's the baggage of the past? You know what I mean? Like, what am I, what am I checking myself into here? Number five, are you on your self, are you on your parents' cell phone plan? Like I, feel, I just added that one. Um, again, I just, I want someone that has their shit together. Someone that, you know, pays their own motherfucking bills and, you know, is a grown up and supports himself. I'm not knocking on people, but just for me, I want someone that has it all together. That's just, it's important to me. I'm still working on this list, but I swear like it would really help people vet others. You know what I mean? Like you could be like, all right, look, like these are the questions and then I'll make my decision if I'm going to, you know, go on a date with you because going on a date with someone, it's a lot. You got to make time in your schedule and you got to get ready or you're like me and you're wearing fucking gym clothes. I don't know, but you know, it's effort and you don't want to waste that time. Also, I have a pro tip for dating. Make sure you FaceTime or video chat with them before you date. I don't know. I feel like it's a great way to really find out if you have chemistry with the person. So FaceTime date before you go on a real face-to-face date. Um, I think your chances of being satisfied with the other person is much higher when you've already seen them on FaceTime. You've seen their mannerisms. You've spoken with them. You know what I'm saying? You've seen their face. Like some people use old photos, whatever. So FaceTime really like gets rid of a lot of what ifs. All right, Cravers, I am so excited because in two weeks, Zach is back and we are celebrating one year of midlife craving. I cannot believe it's been one year since I started the show. I absolutely want to say, you know, without your support and love for my show, I definitely wouldn't be here. The comments, the compliments, and those of you that have reached out to me and said something about how something I've shared has helped you or it's impacted your life in some certain way, hopefully leading to much better sex. Like, you know, I love people that reach out to me and say, Rosie, life-changing, you know, your advice on sucking dick, game changer, whatever. Like, ah, that is my why. This show is my purpose and I'm so fucking grateful for all of you. Back to Zach. So this show is going to be a little different next time. I'm going to answer all of my most popular questions. It's basically going to be like Q&A with me. Um, If you've got something that you want to ask, send me a DM on Instagram at Midlife Craving. You know I'm not going to be holding back. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're definitely going to pop some champagne. I'm looking forward to it. And Zach has already written a couple of questions where I'm like, oh my God. But he's like, you have to answer. (laughs) 
It's going to be a celebration, bitches. And I'm going to end with one of my favorite toasts. Cheers to mayhem. May him be long. May him be strong. May him last all night long. <laughs> <laughs>